Hello, everyone. My name is Matthew McDonald. I live in Ottawa, the capital of Canada. And like many of you, I imagine, I have been spending a lot more time at home as a result of the coronavirus or COVID-19 pandemic. I'm a cinematographer in the motion picture industry, which has been hit hard by the economic fallout from this pandemic. But I also have an abiding passion for art of all kinds. And lately, I have been deepening my appreciation for poetry. Also, last year, I discovered the work of philosopher Suzanne K. Langer and was especially struck by her art theory. So I thought, maybe I should make a podcast about all this. And so, this is the first episode of a podcast I am calling Poetry in an Emergency. If you like it, I'll make more. For Suzanne K. Langer, humans are by nature symbol makers. Think about it. Virtually all our thoughts are mediated by language. We think in words. The symbols, the words that the human mind creates are either symbolic of actual lived experiences in the physical world, the phrasal symbol riding the bus, or I stubbed my toe, for example, or symbolic of all manner of emotions and feelings. Love, for example, is a four-letter written symbol and corresponding verbal symbol in the English language, that denotes a whole range of related feelings and associated ideas that, while they vary considerably from person to person and based on context, most people at least usually agree can be represented by the symbol, the word, love. Which brings us to art. For Langer, art is not a luxury or frivolity. It is vital. But why? For her, art is by definition any creation that intends to symbolize a feeling or emotion. The primary function of art, therefore, is not to entertain or distract, and certainly not to be simply content to be consumed like a bag of chips when we don't have anything better to do. The primary function of art, for Langer, is to educate our senses, to help us make sense of our often complicated emotional experience of life and the world and, indeed, our feelings themselves. Art education, she writes, is the education of feeling, and a society that neglects it gives itself up to formless emotion. In other words, art provides an essential mirror that allows us to process and live with or through all kinds of emotional states. For example, think about how listening to a sad or angry song when you are sad or angry can often help you feel more content or at peace. Or how an inspiring movie about triumph over seemingly impossible odds can inspire you and give you both renewed courage and direction. Without art, our feelings are left to their own devices, so to speak. And this is but one step from what she calls bad art, which for her is art that intends to, quote, corrupt feeling. This is a large factor, she writes, in the irrationalism which dictators and demagogues exploit. Think about it. Art that deliberately misrepresents people with the aim of eliciting a racist response, for example, would be bad art, in the sense that it aims deliberately to, quote, corrupt our feelings toward others. You can see how such so-called bad art can be exploited by dictators and demagogues. But having no art is just as bad because it gives a perfect opening for dictators and demagogues to misdirect popular unformed, raw emotions, typically anger, rage, fear, and hopelessness or helplessness, to possibly terrifying ends. So, art is essential, 
and that's why. Without it, we are rudderless in the emotional storm of life. For this reason, during this time of global pandemic, I'm calling this podcast Poetry in an Emergency. It might also be called Art in an Emergency, but my focus is going to be largely on poetry. And yes, the title is inspired by Frank O'Hara's book, Meditations in an Emergency. Although, in this case, unlike his, the title is no joke. W.H. Auden is one of my favorite modern poets. He was born in England in 1907, but he later emigrated to the United States and became an American citizen. And he is known for the precision with which he uses language. And there's something about his poetry that just inspires me and really strikes me. He once remarked that poetry might be defined as the clear expression of mixed feelings. Of course, in this time of global pandemic, many people are undoubtedly experiencing a whole catalogue of emotions. Thank goodness for art, then. I recently read a poem by Robert Graves that I think powerfully illustrates just how vital language, which can be a kind of art, is, especially in trying times. And so, in a certain sense, I think this poem by Robert Graves connects Suzanne Langer's ideas about art and the role that art plays in educating our senses or emotions, and then what W.H. Auden says about poetry being the clear expression of mixed feelings. This is The Cool Web by Robert Graves. Children are dumb to say how hot the day is, how hot the scent is of the summer rose, how dreadful the black wastes of evening sky, how dreadful the tall soldiers drumming by. But we have speech to chill the angry day, and speech to dull the rose's cruel scent. We spell away the overhanging night, we spell away the soldiers and the fright. There's a cool web of language winds us in, retreat from too much joy or too much fear. We grow sea-green at last and coldly die in brininess and volubility. But if we let our tongues lose self-possession, throwing off language and its watery clasp before our death, instead of when death comes, facing the wide glare of the children's day, facing the rose, the dark sky, and the drums, we shall go mad, no doubt, and die that way. As Graves rightly observes, young children experience life, at least at the very beginning, completely unmediated by language. Their raw experience of early life is alternately wonderful and literally indescribably terrifying. As they acquire language, they gain tools to process the feelings their experience gives rise to. But it takes years to come anywhere close to mastering their emotions through language. Graves's cool web. And most people never do. Indeed, there will always be experiences that can throw even the most emotionally cool and collected off their game. And it is especially at times like that that art is needed. When words fail us, art comes to the rescue. Poetry as an art occupies for me a curious liminal space between the visual arts and prose. Much poetry, indeed, contains a story, but narrative rarely seems to be the primary goal. Rather, as Auden suggests, 
Poetry aims to express feelings, however mixed. This is why I think a great poem stays with you, perhaps changes you a little, or helps you understand something on a deeper level. Through reading much of Auden's poetry, I have come to think about many everyday experiences, like waking up, or things I may have taken for granted, like music, in a refreshingly deeper way. For example, here is how he describes waking up in the first two stanzas of his poem, The Dark Years. Returning each morning from a timeless world, the senses open upon a world of time. After so many years, the light is novel still and immensely ambitious. But, translated from her own informal world, the ego is bewildered and does not want a shining novelty this morning and does not like the noise or the people. Or, the turn of phrase he uses in his poem In Memory of W.B. Yeats to describe how it got colder in the evening on the day Yeats died, whether he means it literally or figuratively or possibly both. The mercury sank in the mouth of the dying day. As for music, I would like to share with you what I think is one of Auden's most precious poems, The Composer. This is The Composer, by W. H. Auden. All the others translate. The painter sketches a visible world to love or reject. Rummaging into his living, the poet fetches the images out that hurt and connect. From life to art by painstaking adaption, relying on us to cover the rift. Only your notes are pure contraption. Only your song is an absolute gift. Pour out your presence, a delight cascading, the falls of the knee and the weirs of the spine, our climate of silence and doubt invading. You alone, alone, imaginary song, are unable to say an existence is wrong, and pour out your forgiveness like a wine. I love how he likens music to forgiveness being poured out like a wine. And have you noticed that when you listen to a piece of music, it doesn't judge you? It doesn't say that your existence is wrong. I find that beautiful. I hope you do too. In these trying times of global pandemic, I was trying to think of something I could do from home to share with you and this is what I came up with. I know I would love to listen to a podcast about this sort of thing, but I'm not sure how much demand there is for it. But I thank you very much for listening, and I hope that you got something out of it. And as I said, if people like this, I would be happy to record more. There are many poems that I would love to share with all of you, and comments that I would love to make, and discussions I would love to have about art and the role that it plays in our lives. Thank you for listening.